Hi, everybody. Today I'm talking to Stephanie, and we're talking about sex. So you might want to listen by yourself and with headphones on. Stephanie has a very close relationship with her mom. They confide in each other about most things, but they've never been able to talk about sex or intimacy. And this has been hard for Stephanie. I imagine it's hard for many of us. So let's get into it. My name is Stephanie. I'm 25. I was born and raised in Miami. I am first generation. Um, I currently live in Miami and I am a social worker. I work with young children and their families. And in my family, we call our parents mommy and papi. My relationship with my mom growing up um, was good for the most part. I think we had a very tight-knit, close relationship. Um, I always felt comfortable sharing things with her and we always had very good communication, very little conflict, I would say. The first time I experienced it uh, or experienced sex was when I was still living with my mom, actually. I did want to talk to my mom before it happened and afterwards because of all of the questions one has when, when you know, you're a virgin and you haven't had any sexual intercourse. There's many questions. But I never did because I knew how conservative her views were, uh, how uncomfortable the topic of sex would make her feel. Her reactions, whenever the topic of sex would come into the conversation, she would just try to change the subject. Um, if I ever brought up the conversation of sex in the context of other people's experience, because I never felt talking about my own experiences. You know, if I shared that if maybe a friend had a negative experience, she would say, well, she shouldn't be doing that in the first place. You know, she'd say things like, well, this is why uh, <laughs> there's there's so much conflict in like young people's lives because they're uh, sleeping around or just too quick to um, have sex with, you know, the first person that they meet. And this is why um, you see so many young pregnant girls. So just by listening to, you know, those words and seeing her own like physical reaction, I knew, you know, that's not a topic that, you know, she would want to even talk about. The first time that I brought up the subject about being sexually active was um, after uh, a volunteering experience I had. So I've always volunteered with uh, an agency. I'm not going to mention the name, but it's an agency that deals with HIV and STD prevention. Um, I learned a lot about sex through volunteering with them. I shared uh, something I had learned with her. And I told her, you know, something about it that I experienced when I had sex the first time. And I try not to like emphasize too much that it was like me that had experienced. I try to just kind of quickly put it into the conversation and then just kind of move on. But of course she noticed and she, uh, she was startled. She was not expecting it. She said, whoa, 
what did I just hear? Did you just say that when you were sexually active, this happened? And I clearly just say, you know, I just remember telling her, yeah, this was something that occurred, but, you know, it, everything ended up being okay. And I think she just didn't know how to respond. She didn't know what to say to me. I would have wanted her to tell me that, you know, these are things that, are, that happen. It's a normal part of life. Um, but she, she didn't. She tried to shame me in some way. Um, so I would have liked to have heard her be more supportive. I would say that she has not had the best sexual experiences. In terms of relationships and dating, she's always shared pretty negative experiences. So by association, I would say that her sexual experiences have maybe haven't been the best. I've had many negative associations with sex throughout most of my life. And it wasn't until I was a little older, I started to educate myself and um, see sex in a new light by just, you know, getting more credible like information. And um, there's still a bit of shame attached, not going to lie. Yeah. I've confided in her and trusted in her for almost everything and to leave sex out just always felt odd to me. I, uh, you know, never understood why it was so taboo. Hi, everybody. I'm Julia Calantigua, the creator and executive producer of How to Talk to High Achievers About Anything. And I'd like to invite you to be a guest on the show. Every episode, we talk to black and brown folks striving to do big things and looking for ways to level up. Licensed psychotherapist Devon Lewis offers feedback about aspirational challenges we all face. Things like imposter syndrome, perfectionism, and especially how we define success. We'd love to hear about your triumphs and where you still trip up sometimes. Send our producer Virginia an email so she can get your story on the show. She's at virginia at lwcstudios.com. What's up, everybody? I'm Steve R. Lewis, a licensed psychotherapist and host of How to Talk to High Achievers About Anything. I'm excited to share big news. How to Talk to High Achievers About Anything is back. This time, I'll be joined by a very special person, someone whose name you know very well. Hi, everybody. I'm Juleka Lantigua, founder of LWC Studios. Welcome, Juleka. I'm so excited. And by the way, I'll be taking notes. So many notes. As always, on the show, we get to hear stories from black and brown folks who are out there doing great and amazing things. Then I do my thing of offering some feedback and strategies to help us navigate personal and professional challenges. Together, we'll figure out how to achieve on our own terms. Subscribe to or follow How to Talk to High Achievers About Anything everywhere you listen to your favorite podcast. On Twitter and Instagram, you can follow the show at Talk to Achievers. Hi, everybody. Juleika here. I want to tell you about Ethnically Ambiguous. It's a podcast from iHeartRadio and hosts Iranian-American Anna and Syrian-American Shireen talk to people of color, immigrants, and children of immigrants. Together, they try to dissect what it was like to be raised in the U.S., 
They talk about discovering sexuality within immigrant families, being raised as an outsider, and representation in television, among many more topics. Occasionally, they also talk about important news coming out of the Middle East and share stories from history that help us understand the context for what's happening in the Middle East. New episodes drop every Monday. Listen on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Sex and intimacy have to be among the hardest things to talk about with our parents for anyone. But I definitely think they're harder to talk about with your parents if they're from another country and you grew up in the United States. There just has to be a way for us to figure this out. So to help us, I did what I always do. I called in an expert. Hi, my name is Dulce Rodriguez. Uh, I am a clinical social worker. I live here in Albuquerque, New Mexico. I've been living here for the last seven years. I was raised in Mexico. My area of specialty is I'm actually getting certified as a sexuality educator. And so hopefully that'll be done by next year. What did you hear in Stephanie's story? Echo. Uh, not echo like technic like technical issues, but identification. Um, I think that a lot of people that are going to hear that story, myself included, can identify with most everything of about her story. Uh, I heard more than wanting to get information from mommy from her mom, providing or giving her this this new information that she had about sexuality. I think that it was more about building that bond and that relationship. In a nutshell, that's kind of what I heard. So you said echo. I'm assuming that means you hear this a lot when you work with clients. Absolutely. So when people talk about wanting to discuss intimacy and sex with their parents, what are some of the reasons, right? Because information is available quite literally in our hands, right? So if we have a specific question, we can probably find out the specific answer. So clearly this is about more than just getting information. What is it that's at the root of this desire to have um, these conversations with our parents? Every time we talk about sexuality with our parents as adults or with our children or with anyone in our family, I think that we're looking for a bond, relationship, a connection. As you are absolutely right. Uh, if it was just about information, uh, you know, with, with internet, we can just go and search it. The ability of talking about something that, uh, for instance, like let's take Stephanie's mom, treating the issue like a taboo. And if you think about it, if I can speak about sexuality with my parents, for instance, is there anything else that is going to be more challenging to speak about? Mm. So it's kind of like that last frontier. We will be um, breaking down uh, or bringing down kind of like the last frontier of trust and connection with those that we love, not just our parents, of course. Mm. I love how you phrase that because... It is something that we build up to. 
So yes. how do you advise people to approach these very delicate conversations with their parents? Let's take the, the case of, of Stephanie. Um, I even made like a little, uh, I'm full of acronyms because when we, when we give class, that's how people remember too. So I made this acronym of STAR, like a star. S, sexuality conversations are about relationship, not so much information. T is for take it all in. Take your parents or whomever you're speaking with. Take it all in. Take So follow their agenda, not yours. A is for acknowledge. Acknowledge the level of readiness that this person may or may not have to speak about uh, this issue because of what happened to them. And then our reactions, read those reactions and act based on, the, on those. So maybe Stephanie, you know, approaching her mom can, can think about this. Okay, I'm trying to establish a, a, even a stronger connection with her. It's not so much about the information. It's not so much about what words are we going to use or what topic are we going to talk about. We're going we're gonna to leave that to the side for now. So Stephanie will have to take where her mom is. You know, for instance, uh, mom, you know, she said something, you know, she pretty much slut-shamed. That's what happened to those girls, you know, she was kind of asking for it. So take that in. Stephanie can see that there has to be a lot of oppression that my mom went through in order for her to be thinking this way. Acknowledge that. And we do so by saying, um, hmm, you know, it must have been really hard for you. Or, or tell me more about that. What do you mean? Kind of like playing dumb a little bit, if you will, because you want to explore what they have to say. Really what you're doing is telling her, I'm not here to judge you. And I'm not here to like school you on this, right? To teach you. Please, I want to know more. I want to ask you, what does an adult child need to understand or need to know or need to want to know about their parents' own experiences with sex when and as they enter into this conversation? Well, number one, it's uh, my history or my sexual, my history of sexuality or my sexuality experiences belong to me. So I have the right to share those with and when and how I can and I want, right? That's kind of like the first one. Um, it doesn't matter if I'm sharing it in public or with my beloved daughter or with my partner or partners, uh, my parents, it doesn't matter. So the first, the first one is that sexuality story belongs to that person. And that takes us to the second uh, very element that needs to be there, consent. It's no surprise. It's no surprise that Stephanie's mother um, has only negative things to say uh, or, or is speaking negatively in a negative context about sexuality. We are just learning about consent. Older generations, of course, never heard of this or the, the concept, con concept didn't even exist. So we need, to, we need to be very aware of that. And again, I say... It, Once you establish that bond, all of these conversations, topics are going to, it, they're going to be kind of like a byproduct of, of this bond and this connection. Mm. 
What else do you think is important for this intergenerational dialogue to be successful um, for both parties to keep in mind? It's never too late to start these conversations. It's never too late. Um, it, you know, just following the steps that I gave you, you know, being mindful of the, the readiness of this other person across, across from you, it's never too late. And you don't have to, you know, when we think, um, oh, let's talk about sex and sexuality, you know, uh, most people think, uh, well, we're going to be talking about pornography and positions and how to give better oral sex or, you know, which is very important. And we shall be, we shall be talking more about that. But, you know, that's starting kind of like at the hardest place, the riskiest, if you will, topics, um, uh, so I say, start talking about body autonomy, for instance, you know, make yeah. questions. Um, hey, you know, when you had me, um, did you have choices? Uh, like when you could have me or tell me more, tell me more about how you got ready or maybe you weren't ready to to have me or to become pregnant with me um, or did you shave your legs or when girls, you know, when you were in school, did girls shave their legs? Well, was that a thing? How did they do it? Or even talking about uh, periods, right? That's, that's such a, um, an icebreaker, a good icebreaker. Mm -hmm. were, were, were tampons like everywhere uh, where you lived, <laughs> mm -hmm. right? So having conversations that may not scream, we're talking about sexuality. Uh, they, they're not so, um, the way we see sexuality typically, but that are certainly related to sexuality and they can really start creating that bond. Fantastic. I love all those suggestions. Thank you so much, Dulce. Oh, thank you. All right, let's recap what we learned from Dulce. Don't stress. Conversations about sex have more to do with building trust and connection than with exchanging data or information. Go slow. Start with something that's related to sex. Periods, body hair, shaving, all kinds of other things. And then use that conversation starter to feel out the level of comfort and to move on from there. And remember, ask questions first. Encourage your parent to share their thoughts and experiences to better understand where they're coming from. This can help you continue the conversation without forcing it. Thank you, thank you, thank you for listening and for sharing us. How to Talk to Mommy and Papi About Anything is an original production of Lantigua Williams & Co. Virginia Lora produced this episode. Michael Castañeda mixed it. Micaela Rodriguez is our founding producer and social media editor. Cedric Wilson is our lead producer. I'm the show's creator, Juleika Lantigua Williams. On Twitter and Instagram, we're at Talk to Mommy Papi. Please subscribe and rate us on Apple Podcasts, Amazon Music, Spotify, and anywhere you listen to your favorite podcasts. Bye, everybody. Same place next week. <laughs>